Story six of Tales from Wagner by J. Walker McSpadden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Story six Lohengrin the Swan Knight. Hear ye, hear ye, the king has come to Antwerp, who fights upon the king's side. The silvery blast of a trumpet rang out, following the clear tones of a herald's voice, and in answer a great shout arose from a multitude of throats, for all the people in this wide-stretching plain were eager to follow the standard of their warlike ruler. It was in the days not long after Parsifal had come to the Temple of the Grail. The kingdom of Germany, so long a prey to warring states, had found a strong head in Henry the Fowler, who protected the land from foes within and without in times of peace it was his custom to travel from city to city holding court and listening to the grievance of every one great or small in wartime he levied troops and led them in person his visit to antwerp on this occasion was for both purposes as the hungarians had lately declared war against him and were threatening to invade germany antwerp was a capital of the ancient dukedom of brabant and one of king henry's chief cities on his coming, therefore, he was greatly troubled to find the state rent with quarrels and secret discontent. The king held his court in the open air under the spreading branches of a stately tree called the Oak of Justice, which stood on the bank of the winding river Scheldt. Here all the people gathered to pay him homage, and here, on the bright spring morning when our story opens, he caused the herald in brilliant livery to stand forth and blow upon a trumpet hear ye cried the herald again the king has come who fights for the king then all the people answered as with one voice and came and knelt before the throne in token of allegiance the king's eye gladdened at the sight verily he said with such stout arms and loving hearts as these we will drive the enemy into the sea after he had greeted many by name and many others had been presented to him he saw one noble who had fought with him against the danes come hither frederick of telramund he commanded as an oft-tried friend i have a question to ask of you how is it that brabant has no head but is rent with inner quarrels frederick of telramund stepped forward and bowed low he was a tall man with beetling brows and deep piercing eyes i am thankful my king he began in a heavy voice and with ill-concealed excitement that you have seen our troubles and will lend ear to the story of them i will tell you the truth the former duke of brabant was my friend and when he died he chose me as guardian for his children godfrey and elsa i brought them up as carefully as though they were my own and looked forward fondly to the time when godfrey should be duke also shall i confess it when i might win elsa for my wife but all these hopes were destined to fail elsa was a proud girl and i fear now that she coveted the dukedom for herself though she pretended to have great love for her brother one day they went roaming in the woods and by the river's brink as they often did when night came elsa returned without her brother she was pale and trembling and when we asked her where he had gone she would only reply by wringing her hands and sobbing that is all the answer we have got from her from that day to this and we cannot help fearing that she drowned him or laid other violent hands upon him of course after this happening i could no longer choose her hand in marriage but i chose instead a lady whom i now wish to present to you ortrude daughter of the brave king radbod 
in former times he was king over all this land and in my wife's name i lay claim to brabant as he finished speaking frederick took his wife by the hand and led her forward she was a very handsome woman though almost of masculine type and her eye had a watchful look like that of a crouching tigress she bent her head with the grace of a queen the king knitted his brow at the story and looked about as though seeking someone else whom he might question seeing his doubt frederick resolved upon a bold stroke turning he addressed the people in a loud voice saying i accuse elsa of brabant of the murder of her brother if there be any here who can deny my charge i challenge him to come forth no one moved although there were mutterings here and there and sullen shakings of the head the king rose suddenly and hung his shield upon a limb of the tree this is the oak of justice he said and i promise ye that i will not depart from its shade this day until i have made trial of this charge this shield no longer shall i wear till judgment is pronounced i swear at a signal the herald came forward again and announced now shall this cause be tried as ancient law demands then he blew a loud blast upon his trumpet and called upon elsa of brabant to come before her king for judgment the people had received the announcement that the king would try the cause with breathless eagerness now they parted to right and left and looked intently along the path elsa was expected to come they were not disappointed after a few moments a train of ladies appeared walking slowly two by two toward the oak of justice among them was one dressed in pure white her head was uncovered and her golden hair fell in soft curls about her shoulders her blue eyes had a far-away look in them and her pale face was marked by lines that told of suffering the lady ortrude looked balefully at her as she came forward but the people drew nearer to the maiden with marks of pity that showed their old love of her the king himself was struck by this fair vision the set look came out of his eyes and he leaned forward and gently took her by the hand are you elsa of brabant he asked the young girl bowed and wrung her hands in silence you are accused of the murder of your brother continued the king what have you to say oh my poor brother cried elsa and not another word would she answer to the charge speak said the king do you not know that i must adjudge you guilty unless you confide in me elsa looked up at the king and seemed to gain courage the people gazed on the scene with stillness as of death elsa's voice was low but clear and its tones were distinctly heard when i have been in deep trouble she said i have prayed to heaven for help it has been many times of late oh many many times at last i was answered i have had a dream and it is such a beautiful dream that i know it must come true a knight in glittering armour appeared in a vision and promised to be my champion whenever i should call upon him o king i claim him for my champion to-day he will prove my innocence her words answered nothing and proved nothing yet such was her manner that the people believed in her and shouted aloud that she was guiltless the king himself seemed to seek a pretext to let her go free but frederick of telramund stepped boldly forward a likely story this your majesty he sneered dream knights never yet have done anything and if the lady elsa can but find her champion upon earth 
here i stand ready to fight him to decide this cause the king looked at the maiden anxiously and her face lit up at once i agree to these terms she said upon this the king gave orders that lists or open spaces should be cleared and then he announced that following ancient custom they would rest the issue of elsa's guilt or innocence upon single combat between champions the herald once again came forward and blew a long blast upon his trumpet and proclaimed let him stand forth by heaven's right who would for elsa's just cause fight there was a painful silence while frederick and ortrud looked in smiling disdain upon the poor girl oh my king she cried summon him again his home is far away and he may not have heard sound once again commanded the king and again the trumpet call rang out again there was intense silence elsa dropped upon her knees and prayed until it seemed as though her very soul would burst with emotion suddenly a man nearest the bank of the river startled the silence with a cry a swan a swan and in its wake a boat bearing a knight every eye turned and gazed up the winding stream and there sure enough was a beautiful white bird swimming easily and gracefully along and drawing a little boat with a knight in it a miracle a miracle shouted the people as he drew near they saw that the knight was clad in silver armour which shone dazzling white in the sun amid a general hush the swan drew the boat to shore and the knight stepped out before greeting the king or court he dismissed the swan in a tender little song of farewell i give thee thanks my faithful swan turn thee again and stem the tide go back to that blessed land of dawn where thou and i did once abide full well thy loving task is done farewell farewell beloved swan my faithful swan then while the swan bent its head in sad obedience and sailed away on the current the knight turned to the king hail o king he said courteously i have come in answer to your summons to do battle in elsa's cause you are right welcome noble knight from wheresoever you come answered the king then turning to elsa he continued do you accept this knight to be your champion tis the knight of my dream she murmured sinking at his feet the king struck his shield three times with his sword sound the call to combat he commanded the call was given and frederick of telramund took his place sullenly in the lists he liked not the turn affairs were taking but his word was given and could not be withdrawn the stranger knight lifted elsa gently to her feet then prepared to face his enemy another stroke upon the king's shield and the two antagonists had crossed blades with a sharp crash but not long did they fight frederick was clearly outclassed from the first and after a few wild furious blows which the other lightly parried his sword was sent flying from his hand and he was compelled to yield to the mercy of his conqueror the knight of the swan refused to take his life but according to the law the defeated man was accounted a perjurer and doomed to exile with downcast head he slunk away followed by the proud ortrud who glared about defiantly to the last but the victorious knight now heeded them not he had turned to where elsa stood and held out his hands in the old gesture which every maiden must one day understand 
with a glad cry she ran and nestled in his arms my hero she whispered then the knight turned proudly toward the king and said in the hearing of all i would have the lady elsa as my wife you have my consent with hers replied king henry heartily and with her hand goes the dukedom of brabant at this all the people shouted and threw their caps high in the air for the new duke presented a handsome figure while they had never liked the usurping frederick only one promise must i exact from the fair elsa continued the champion if she cannot give it i must release her from her silent pledge what is that asked the king she must never ask me my name or whence i come that i am well born and worthy of her she can decide for herself but no question must be asked as to my past life can you promise this my elsa he looked down anxiously at her and she met his gaze frankly and trustingly i promise my husband she answered in low sweet tones the knight of the swan kissed her upon the brow while the king himself came forward and took each by the hand i shall take this maiden in my charge said henry the fowler and remain in antwerp long enough to bestow her in marriage upon this man come let us to the palace and prepare for the ringing of the joy bells then once again the people shouted with delight and came crowding up to share in the scene the king's shield was seized from the limb where it hung and elsa was placed upon it and borne forth in triumph while the swan knight was likewise carried upon his own shield to have heard the noise and rejoicing you would have thought that there was no one in all brabant who did not share in the general happiness but there were two who found it gall and wormwood and these two were frederick and ortrud deprived of their wealth and power and in danger of their lives they suffered a just punishment for their wickedness frederick was for leaving brabant at once and seeking their fortune in other countries but ortrud whose spirit remained unbroken would not hear of this all along she had been his evil counsellor and now she set going other schemes of mischief the two stole forth at nightfall clothed in beggars tattered garments and made their way to the palace steps where they listened to the sounds of rejoicing within the palace ah i should still be there if i had not listened to you groaned frederick who was a man of poor courage cease your complaining answered ortrud we will win the victory yet and you shall be in power again if you listen to me now what can we do have you not heard of the promise made by elsa to this swan knight he is a magician i warrant you and all we need do is to prove it she has promised never to ask his name now if we can get her to break that promise he will vanish mark my words frederick sat up and looked around eagerly ortrud you are a genius he said but how can we do this we are beggared and exiled trust me but hush i hear someone on the balcony it was elsa herself who came out for a moment to look at the stars and commune with her own great happiness at sight of the girl's face in the glow of the window ortrud crept softly round the balustrade and suddenly appeared before her startled gaze pardon pardon cried the crafty woman in a low tone and sinking on the step at elsa's feet who are you demanded elsa i am an outcast out of your great happiness pity my deep misery it is ortrud exclaimed the girl her heart made tender by her own love 
poor woman i did not seek to harm you your husband brought it on himself i had naught to say coaxed the kneeling woman and now you would not send me forth from your door to wander into the wide world a beggar no exclaimed the generous elsa i will shelter and protect you come with me she turned to order lights from two servants at the door and ortrud shot a quick glance of cunning triumph at her hidden husband before entering the palace all that night frederick lurked amid the shadows of the neighbouring cathedral and waited he knew that their wicked schemes were in safe hands with ortrud on the inside and although only a few short hours remained he took heart of hope the wedding had been set for early the next morning so that henry the fowler could go to the wars hardly had the sun struck the lowest range of windows on the building before an army of servants appeared as if by magic and began decorating walls porticoes and pillars with streamers and flowers when the sunlight had penetrated every corner of the court a herald came out and announced the approaching wedding the king's business demanded haste and so there had been no delay the herald further announced that the stranger knight would not accept the dukedom but would be styled simply the protector of brabant and that he was to go with the king's troops and lead the men into battle against the hungarians the herald had scarcely ceased ere four pages appeared on the palace steps crying make way for the lady elsa again the ladies-in-waiting came forth clad in white and behind them came elsa looking very lovely in her bridal robes and attended by her friends and some of the noblest ladies of the state near her walked ortrud whom elsa wished to honour and who was attired in rich and costly robes slowly the wedding party filed across the palace courtyard to the wide-open doors of the great cathedral the maids arrayed themselves on either side to let their mistress pass but just as elsa reached the portal ortrud suddenly rushed in front of her exclaiming no you shall not enter first i am higher born than you and must take the lead what do you mean asked elsa starting back i mean that your nameless knight won his victory yesterday by fraud and that i am still the rightful duchess of brabant elsa flushed red and answered her proudly a fitting return is that for my late kindness to you and as to the victory it was won fairly in sight of all the people stand aside rash woman and let me pass ortrud stood unmoved you would wed a pretty champion she sneered why you do not know his name and as for knowing his origin or character forsooth and as for knowing his origin or character forsooth here she snapped her fingers i tell you he is a magician and won his fight with my husband by the powers of evil it is false cried elsa wildly you are a slanderous the king the king shouted the attendants at this moment make way for the king the quarrel at the doorway ceased as the king approached followed by his knights at his right hand came the knight of the swan who seeing the commotion stepped quickly forward to elsa's side what is the trouble beloved he asked quietly this dreadful woman exclaimed the girl pointing to ortrud she will not let me pass and she has been saying wicked things about you the knight gave ortrud one stern look before which even her vengeful spirit quailed stand aside he commanded in a low voice what is wrong demanded the voice of the king who had come up with the group 
nothing now your majesty we will go forward answered the swan knight taking his trembling bride upon his arm and mounting the cathedral steps but at the threshold they met another interference frederick of telramund who had been lurking about watching all that happened suddenly stepped from behind the door shouting stay a moment elsa of brabant you are being deceived foolish girl you do not know whom you are marrying he is a sorcerer and overcame me by magic elsa was like to swoon away at this unlooked-for happening but the stranger knight whispered tenderly to her and reassured her the king on his part was thoroughly aroused by this second interruption be gone sirrah he exclaimed the fight was fair and the champion sent of heaven come not into our presence again on peril of your life without farther hindrance the wedding party entered the church and while the great organ pealed its strains of joyful music the knight and his lady were blessed and pronounced man and wife all that day the festivities lasted the king had commanded that a feast be spread for every man woman and child in the city the new protector of brabant was publicly acclaimed in the afternoon while that evening a state banquet was held in the palace then following an old custom the maidens went ahead of the newly wedded couple to conduct them to the bridal chamber and as they entered its door they sang a beautiful refrain that has greeted the ears of countless brides from that day to this fairest and best we lead thee on there the maidens left them and went away singing as they had come when the last sweet note had died away the knight took his wife's two hands tenderly within his own elsa he murmured do you indeed love me or have you wed me only from a sense of duty i have loved you ever since i beheld you in my dreams she answered but how came you to seek me out i am indeed heaven sent as i told you but without your peril i think that love would have guided me to you for i love you dearly elsa ah how sweet my name sounds upon your lips she cried softly if i could but utter your own my happiness would be full the knight gazed at her in silence a moment then led her to an open casement breathe all the fragrance of eventide he said do you not distinguish many sweet odours beside the dew-laden roses near you the breeze comes soft across the meadow and sea bringing strange memories and hints of foreign shores is it not all the more delightful because we cannot penetrate all these mysteries love itself is the greatest mystery of all let us love then and be happy in each succeeding day for when they are past we cannot recall them we can only remember but the mystery is gone yes let us love and be happy she answered doubtfully but oh my husband what shall i say when evil remarks are made as like those by that wicked woman to-day still thinking of her he replied with an attempt at lightness she will not annoy you again for the rest can you not trust me can you not trust me she insisted am i not your wife and worthy of some degree of confidence elsa once for all this must not be you have given your word to respect my secret i assure you it is not a dark secret and that i may look you frankly and joyfully in the face as my wife isn't that enough but frederick and ortrude what do they know about you why did they oh i cannot get their words out of my mind elsa was in fact growing hysterical 
she clung to him wildly as they stood in the window poor girl her recent trials had left her an easy prey to the insidious attack of this day the knight was very patient with her he realized her unstrung condition and tried to divert her mind by placing her gently in a chair where she could look out upon the river see how white the waters gleam in the moonlight he said the river seems like a silver ribbon stretching away and look she cried pointing there comes the swan boat to take you from me ah oh, do not go calm yourself dear one there is no boat oh i cannot bear this mystery i must question you elsa i must i must what is your name alas he exclaimed beware of what you say not another word i implore you whence do you come she continued wildly at this moment a slight noise was heard at the door and frederick of telramund burst in he had enlisted the services of four of his former party resolved to make one last bold stroke and kill the knight of the swan but again he was no match for the knight alarmed by the noise the latter sprang quickly for his sword and met frederick midway in the room a few swift strokes and that evil man lay dead upon the floor the four nobles were seized with fear and came and knelt before the knight craving pardon bear him to the king he said quietly pointing to his fallen foe an audience will be held at early sunrise under the oak of justice the men bowed humbly and went away with their burden elsa had well-nigh fainted from the excitement and now laid her head sobbing upon the knight's shoulder forgive me she cried i recall my thoughtless words for answer he kissed her lingeringly on the brow and then struck a gong which summoned her attendants i leave the lady elsa in your hands he said array her as befits a bride at the rising of the sun and conduct her to the king there i will answer all she asks the wondering maids hastened to elsa's side she held out her hands to the knight beseechingly but he passed from the room in silence and with bowed head the next morning early the king held court again beneath the oak of justice this was the day he was to start for the wars and many knights and soldiers had assembled to march with their leader the new protector of brabant henry had just come and was answering the greetings of his captains when the four nobles appeared bearing the body of frederick of telramund upon his shield and followed by the weeping ortrude in answer to the king's question as to the meaning of this they replied that the knight of the swan would soon appear and explain everything they had hardly finished speaking when elsa and her maids came in view elsa was attired as yesterday in her bridal dress but her face was woebegone her hair dishevelled and her eyes red with weeping so pitiable was her appearance that the crowd near broke into exclamations of pity while the king rising hastily came forward and led her to a seat what is the meaning of this he demanded by heaven i will know the truth your majesty the knight of the swan will soon appear and answer all questions said one of the maids the king was about to make a quick remark when the knight himself entered the throng the men who expected to follow him into battle greeted him with cheers but he made no response beyond a sad smile and shake of the head 
he wore the same glittering armour of his first appearance but his head was slightly bent as if in thought and his steps were slow and reluctant the hot-blooded king could no longer restrain himself i would know the meaning of these things he said scarcely responding to the swan knight's silent greeting he pointed to the body of frederick who has done this deed i slew him in self-defence answered the knight then he told of the attack within his room and took the four nobles to witness that he told the truth with your majesty's permission i will leave the verdict to all the people he ended thus appealed to the people cried loudly that he was innocent of wrong and that heaven had sent him to rid the land of a usurper and a coward i also deem that you have done justly said the king but what means the sorrow of this lady whom i took under my especial protection answer and carefully i have promised the lady elsa to answer her questions and i shall likewise answer yours replied the knight courteously the fighting men of brabant stout hearts and true have gathered here to-day expecting that i shall lead them to the wars this cannot be i must tell my story and then bid farewell to all a general murmur of dissent arose at this but the knight stood unmoved waiting for silence presently as a hush fell he began to speak again slowly and earnestly in a far-away land he said there stands a sacred hill called mount salvat upon this hill rise the walls and towers of a mystic castle called the temple of the grail for within it is preserved the most precious relic in all the world the holy grail the knights who guard this shrine are a close brotherhood who have renounced the world and given their lives to self-sacrifice and good deeds in reward for this the sacred cup gives them power beyond that of other men they may journey into distant lands to help the weak and relieve distress and always will they be victorious but if they disclose the secret of their power they must return to mount salvat thus was i sent to become the lady elsa's champion and i had fondly hoped to dwell among you and be worthy of her love and trust but now this cannot be enemies have persuaded her that my name and rank must be revealed so it only is left for me to tell my lineage i am not ashamed of this i am the son of parsifal chief guardian of the grail my name is lohengrin as he ceased speaking amid the profound silence voices were heard from the river bank the swan the swan see he comes again elsa threw herself upon the ground in an agony of grief oh do not go away she moaned clasping the knight's feet do not go away and leave me i shall die lohengrin extended his finger sadly toward the bend in the stream where the swan drew the boat majestically forward it is the summons of heaven he said i have no other choice farewell beloved forever he raised her and she clung wildly to him as though she could not let him go he gently resisted her see he said here is my sword and ring and bugle which will bring victory in every battlefield keep them for your brother of whom i give you good news he is alive and may return in safety one day i had hoped to bring him back to you within the year if i had been permitted to remain 
but you have failed my fine hero cried a taunting voice which made them all turn quickly it was ortrude who had come forward for one last bitter triumph you have failed so you and your pretty little bride may now hear the truth it was i who caused her to ask those troublesome questions and it was i who made way with her precious brother i know one or two tricks of magic myself and one of them turned the boy into yonder swan <laughs> she laughed harshly and pointed to the mystic bird now at the river brink while king and courtiers looked on in amazed silence lohengrin alone remained calm at her outburst he sank upon his knees and lifting his noble face so that the sunlight seemed to irradiate it with a glory he prayed to heaven earnestly and silently for aid suddenly down a beam of light a white dove fluttered it was the dove of the grail accepting this as a sign that his prayer was answered lohengrin unfastened the swan from the boat when the bird vanished beneath the surface of the water and in its stead rose a fair young knight lohengrin took his hand and led him forward this is godfrey the rightful duke of brabant he said behold your chief who will lead you to victory godfrey knelt in homage to the king who raised him up and embraced him while the people promised him their glad allegiance then godfrey and elsa rushed into each other's arms in the joy of reunion overcome with rage ortrude sank swooning across the steps of the throne meanwhile lohengrin seeing that elsa was in the arms of her brother entered the boat whose chains were seized by the tiny dove a flutter of its wings and lo the boat moved easily out on the stream and went swiftly forward against the current when elsa raised her eyes from her dear brother's face she beheld the boat already far out upon the sunlit water the knight stood leaning upon his shield his whole figure shining it seemed with unearthly radiance and alas fading away like some splendid dream with a last despairing cry of my husband my husband elsa sank prostrate upon the shore her dream it had been and it was ended end of story six